Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Back in 1953, uh, before Elvis Presley became famous, he was a young, struggling artist looking to make a buck however he could. According to Lil Thompson, owner of a local steakhouse in Memphis, every time Elvis would walk into a restaurant, he would say, Mama Lil, if I played the guitar for you, would you give me a quarter? But Lil would always reply, nope, but I will cook you a cheeseburger. (laughs) By 1959, Elvis Presley had become a sensation and amateur artists across the country did their best to imitate him. Everybody wanted to be like Elvis. And so with that in mind, Lil Thompson decided to host the ultimate Elvis Presley impersonator contest. A large crowd arrived that night, including Elvis himself, who discreetly entered the restaurant and quietly sat in the back. A while into the contest, Elvis said confidently to his friends and Lil, I'm going to mash this. Uh, Lil was worried the place would go nuts when everyone realized it was Elvis, but after singing Love Me Tender, all Elvis received was a polite applause, and he walked off the stage. At the end of the night, he received the third place prize because no one realized that they were in the presence of the king. How could they not realize they were hearing from Elvis himself? (laughs) But before we throw that crowd under the bus for not recognizing the king of rock and roll. I wonder how many times have I maybe not realized I was hearing from the king of kings. Of course, I'm talking about Jesus. Is it possible that Jesus has spoken to me, has spoken to us, but we simply didn't realize it was him speaking? Today, we start a brand new series called Hearing God. How do I hear from God? It's a question our staff team gets asked often. It might be a question you've asked yourself. And it's an important question. After all, at the start of this year, we introduced a simple definition for what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. A disciple is a person who hears from God and does what he says. Let me say that again. A disciple is a person who hears from God and does what he says. Pete Gregg, who wrote the book, How to Hear God, says... All the vast libraries of theological thought, millennia of sermons, and the relentless chatter of Christendom can be condensed down into just four surprisingly simple words. Listen and follow Jesus. Listen and follow Jesus. That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And so it's incredibly important that we learn to listen and that we learn to hear from God. Uh, Beginning today and over the course of the next four weeks, we're going to equip ourselves to hear from God so that we don't miss out on what the king has to say. So make plans to join us each week for the next four weeks so you don't miss out, okay? All right, let's get started. I know the whole idea of hearing from God might sound a bit mysterious to some and to others, maybe even a little crazy. And I get that. Uh, People have all sorts of reasons to believe it's unlikely or even impossible to hear from God. Some people would think that God wouldn't speak to them. After all, I mean, God has way bigger and more important matters to deal with than to speak to you or me. Others have theological convictions that believe God simply doesn't speak to them or anyone for that matter. True confession? Now, I spent much of my young adult life believing this way. The only people I ever heard talk about hearing from God were people I thought were a little too fanatical. And so I built what I thought was a sound biblical construct around my personal belief that God doesn't speak to anyone anymore. 
But I think there's another group here who might be open to hearing from God and think God could speak to you, but your personal experience is that he just hasn't spoken to you. And let me just say, it's okay if you find yourself thinking of these things. But I do encourage you to lean in today as we begin with the story about a couple who were a lot like our friends in Lil's restaurant. Uh, they were in the presence of the king, actually the king of kings. They were hearing from God himself, but they had no idea. Our story was recorded by Luke, a doctor and historian who carefully put together an account of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. It takes place three days after Jesus was crucified, and Luke tells us about two of Jesus' disciples who are leaving Jerusalem and heading back home to a neighboring town called Emmaus. As they walked along, they were talking with each other about everything that had happened. I think it's safe to assume they were in shock, grieving, didn't know what to do next. As you can see, one of the two talking and walking that day is named Cleopas. So we have Cleopas and someone else. This Cleopas is also mentioned in John's gospel, along with his wife, Mary, at the crucifixion. Now, in spite of the slight difference in how his name is spelled in these two accounts, many scholars believe that the other disciple walking on the road that day was actually Clopas or Cleopas's wife, Mary. Now, I point this out because in the past, when I've read this story, I always assumed it was two guys two male disciples of Jesus walking together on the road. But if the scholars are correct, then this is likely a married couple returning to their home. And they have no idea, no idea that they are about to hear from God himself. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, 
Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the 11 and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. I love this story because it reveals to us at least three ways that we can hear from God. Uh, For starters, we can hear from God through conversation. Uh, Luke tells us that as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. In other words, Jesus either picks up his pace or slows down in order to be side by side with these two disciples. And he does so in order to engage them in conversation. And once he does, he asks them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? Now, I'm guessing Jesus already knows the answer, but how cool is it that we have a God who wants to engage us in conversation? I mean, how awesome is it to know we have a God who truly cares about the things that we care about? Let me pause here. I don't know what you're going through today. Maybe like our two disciples, you're grieving the loss of a loved one and desperately want to hear from God as to why he would allow something so painful to happen. Or maybe like a good friend of mine right now, you want to hear from God regarding a significant financial decision. Or I don't know, maybe it's something else. And you would so love to hear from God about it. Whatever your circumstance, whatever you're trying to make sense of, This story shows that God intentionally keeps in step with us so we can ask of him and we can hear from him. In fact, James, the brother of Jesus, tells us, come close to God and God will come close to you. See, we can move toward Jesus and share with him what we're thinking or feeling and then hear from him what he knows we need to hear. Now, as Jesus joins this couple in their conversation, they don't realize who he is, but that doesn't stop them from hearing from God in a second way. They hear from God through scripture. Check this out. After these two disciples explained to Jesus all that had happened in Jerusalem in the past three days, Jesus says, how foolish you are, how how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And then it tells us, that beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he, Jesus, explained to them what was said in all the scriptures according to himself. Yeah, Jesus takes the scriptures written by Moses and the prophets, what we know today as the Old Testament, and explains them to this couple. Uh, This is something scholars call exegesis. Not extra Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, but exegesis, E-X-E-G-E-S-I-S which is the process of discovering the original and intended meaning of a passage of scripture. You see, Jesus goes back through scriptures with this couple and exegetes them. He he shows them how these Old Testament scriptures were pointing to the coming Messiah, him. And this is such an important part of the story because just like it was for Cleopas and Mary on the road to Emmaus, it is still possible for us to hear from God through exegesis, hearing and interpreting the words of God in scripture. The Apostle Paul tells us that faith comes by hearing 
and hearing the word of God. In other words, if we want to hear from God, then we need to hear the word of God because the word of God is the voice of God. We're going to spend a whole lot more time on this next week. But for me, I got to tell you, this is the primary way I hear from God. The more time I give to reading God's word, the more time I hear the voice of God speaking into my life, giving me the wisdom and direction I so desperately need. Uh, Let me point out another way our disciples hear from God in this story. Uh, They hear from God through communion. They hear from God through communion. See, Luke tells us, as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, "Uh, stay with us. Another indication that this probably was a husband and wife inviting Jesus into their home. They say, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread and gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. You see, what's happening here is the same thing that happened three days before in an upper room in the city of Jerusalem. Jesus broke bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this and eat it, for this is my body. And now for nearly 2,000 years, Christ's followers have been celebrating the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus by taking the bread and the cup to remember him. Communion, which is what we call this, is a holy moment that provides time for us to reflect, confess, repent, and hear from God. We do this every week at Community because Jesus' death and resurrection is the foundation of our faith, something we don't ever want to take for granted. And I don't know about you, but there's not a week that goes by that I don't need to confess, repent, and of course hear Jesus tell me again that I'm forgiven. How about you? You need that like I do? Uh, This story of this couple on the road to Emmaus reveals at least three ways in which we can hear from God. But before we leave this story, I, I want you to see the primary way in which God speaks to us that is really woven into every detail of this story. The primary way God speaks to us is through Jesus. As we read in the opening words of John's gospel, Jesus himself is the word of God, the ultimate way in which God has spoken. And what this means is that hearing God begins and ends with meeting Jesus. Every other way God communicates is built on a foundation of knowing him. As author Pete Gregg reminds us, Jesus is what God sounds like. He's literally the living word of God. Hearing his voice is not so much a skill we must master. Therefore, as a master, we must meet. As I begin to wrap this up, I want to ask you two questions. The first one is this. Do you know Jesus? And I'm not asking, do you know about him? I'm asking you to ask yourself, do I truly know him? A disciple is someone who has a relationship with Jesus. You recognize him as the king and lord of your life and your allegiance is to him and his kingdom way of living. It's out of this relationship that a disciple actually hears from God and does what he says. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you have no more questions or No doubts, it simply means that you've chosen to follow him and trust him and love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Do you know Jesus? Pastor Simon Ponsonby put it this way. 
to truly encounter Jesus is to be knocked sideways, astonished, overwhelmed. Mild interest means you have not yet met him. Have you been knocked sideways, astonished, overwhelmed by the love of Jesus? If you've never really known Jesus in this way, I invite you to meet him today. Recognize him as your savior, your Lord, your king. Give your allegiance to him. And in a couple of weeks, you can go public with your decision to follow him by being baptized. Our next baptism service is planned for October 15th. We'll have an online class before that when we can learn more about this important step together. If you do not yet know Jesus, I urge you today, enter into a relationship with him. So the first question is, do you know Jesus? The second question is, are you connected to Jesus? Are you connected to Jesus? Maybe this will help. Okay. Have you ever had your earbuds in your ears or earphones on your head? And for some reason, the audio just wasn't coming through. What do you do? You know, you turn up the volume, right? But it's still not loud enough. So what do you do? You turn it up again. But then after several frustrating moments of not being able to hear, you realize that your earbuds or earphones aren't actually connected to your device. I mean, you're blasting the audio to everyone but you because you're not actually connected. Ever had that happen? You see, I think many of us have trouble hearing from God because we're not truly connected. We're not prayerfully reflecting or quieting our souls so we can hear from him. We're not reading scripture. We're not prioritizing moments like this where the church gathers and God speaks. We're not spending time with other disciples who are also committed to hearing from God. The truth is we don't hear from God because we aren't connected to God. You wanna hear from God? Get connected. <laughs> like that audio blaring from your unconnected phone. Just because you can't hear God doesn't mean he's not speaking. God is speaking. If we are connected, we will hear him. So let's not be like that crowd in Lil's restaurant who failed to recognize they were hearing from the king of rock and roll. And instead, let's open our hearts and listen for the voice of the king of kings so that we too will experience what the couple on the road to Emmaus experienced. Luke tells us, then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and, and opened the scriptures to us? Were not our hearts burning? Hmm. Now I wanna be careful here because I, I don't wanna try to conjure up something that's not real or suggest something that's not actually happening, but could it be that even right now, you are feeling something, a nudge, maybe a prompting, a, a sort of tap on the shoulder, if you will. Maybe you'd even call it a burning in your heart. Could it be that you are actually hearing from God and, and you've never had the language to explain it before? When we are attentive to the voice of God, he invites us into relationship with Jesus. And so maybe, just maybe, Jesus is speaking to you like he did with our friends on the road to Emmaus. I mean, could it be that he's whispering in your ear, come and follow me, 
get to know me. Hear from me and listen to my voice and I will show you the way, the truth, and the life. Over the next few weeks, we are gonna help one another learn to hear from Jesus. May we be open to his voice. May we too learn to hear from God. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. Our mission is to help you find your way back to God. And by listening today, you've already taken your first step. And we'd love to help you take a next step in your relationship with God, the church, and the world. It's how we're all embracing the flourishing life that Jesus talks about, a life we call U+. Visit communitychristian.org to take a next step, learn more, give generously, and plan your visit. We hope to see you on a Sunday soon.